0: Good morning, Faithful Listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained Podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hello, Faithful Listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained Podcast, and thanks for tuning in to this episode where we're going to talk about Jesus— and the Old Testament today. And guess what? This is part one. And part two is going to be tomorrow in my Old Testament episodes that I do here on the podcast. And the reason I'm doing that is because today and tomorrow perfectly line up with each other. It's so funny, actually, how well they line up, because today we're going to be talking about how Jesus talks about Moses writing about him in the Old Testament. And tomorrow, we're going to be actually reading that portion of scripture. And no, I did not plan that out, actually. So it's kind of interesting. But today, let's go ahead and read John chapter 5, verses 31 through 47. And I'll be reading out of the WEB this morning. Now, just a quick uh, recap before I begin. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. And uh, the Pharisees are getting quite angry about Jesus and some of the controversial stuff that he is saying, especially regarding the Sabbath and healing of of the crippled man on the Sabbath is kind of where all this started. So now it says here in verse 31, Jesus says, if I testify about myself, my witness is not valid. It is another who testifies about me. I know that the testimony which he testifies about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. But the testimony which I receive is not from man. However, I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and the shining lamp, and you are willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than that of John. For the works which the Father gave me to accomplish, the very works that I do testify about me that the Father sent me. The Father himself who sent me has testified about me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. You don't have his word living in you because you don't believe him whom he sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And these are they which testify about me. Yet you will not come to me that you may have life. I don't receive glory from men, but I know you, that you don't have God's love in yourselves. I have come in my Father's name, and you don't receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe who receive glory from another, and you don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Don't think that I'll accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, even Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote about me. But if you don't believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So in this entire section, Jesus is really just speaking pure logic to these Pharisees and the other Jewish uh, leaders and people that are listening into this conversation. And the reason I say that is because these Pharisees were so upset over Jesus. But yeah, Jesus says, like, look, you're combing through the scriptures because you believe that if you do that, you're going to gain salvation. You're going to gain life just by reading the scriptures and, and being holy and memorizing them. And he's like, but yet you read all this stuff and you read what Moses has to say about me and yet you don't even believe it. And you receive other people that uh, come in their name, but you don't receive me and I come in my father's name. So really, this is very logical what Jesus is describing to the Pharisees. And he starts out firstly by saying in verse 31 and in verse 32 about a testimony. He says, if I testify about myself, my witness is not valid, which is very true. I mean, a person can come and claim to be Jesus all they want, right? But you're not going to believe that person unless you hear multiple sides of the story. Even scripture talks about how you need two to three witnesses before you can convict somebody of a, um, of a crime. You need to hear all sides of the story before you can come to the truth. And I mean, how many, uh, <laughs> how, many how many Christs have uh, popped up over the years? You know, I looked this up online, actually. It was kind of interesting. Right now, there are currently... Seven men around the world who have gained a following and who believe themselves to be the second coming of Christ. Seven people around the world. And that's just seven. I'm sure there's plenty more people that think they are Jesus that don't have a very good following. But I mean, every time we turn around, there's like a new Messiah, a new Jesus, a new person that's claiming to be God's son out there somewhere. In fact, there's a church that's not too far from me. It's in the state of uh, Pennsylvania that the, the, the founder of that church believed himself to be Jesus, and he recently died only a few years ago. I mean, there are so many people out there who claim to be Jesus. Another famous one is Jimmy Jones, the guy who uh, gave the Kool-Aid to everybody. He also believed he was a messiah. So these guys pop up left and right, you know, of, of people claiming to be a Messiah or Jesus even, but their witness is not valid because they're the only ones <laughs> for the most part claiming to be Jesus. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus had tons of witnesses, tons that testified about him being God. John the Baptist is one and Jesus goes on to talk about John the Baptist Testifying about Jesus. John, the, the author of the book of John, is another one. Peter, James, all of Jesus's disciples, except maybe Judas, the, the betrayer, believed Jesus was the Messiah. And they all testified about him. In fact, many of them went to different regions around the world to testify about Jesus. Not to mention the other disciples that Jesus had. We're going to find out that Jesus had actually a lot of disciples. Not to mention the people who were healed by Jesus, the people who saw Jesus with their own eyes, the women who followed Jesus, Jesus's mother, Jesus's family members. And what's even cooler about this, which we're we're going to go into in a moment, even the people that came before Jesus knew that the Messiah was coming and prophesied about him. And Jesus fulfilled all those prophecies, which we're going to talk about that in a moment. So, I mean, there was a lot of evidence of Jesus being the the messiah there's so much evidence of it and it's jesus is the only person that has all that evidence surrounding him because all these other little christs and these little messiahs that pop up here and there first and foremost most of us have no clue who these guys are secondly even the people that they do get a following with it never lasts very long because typically these men who are claiming to be jesus or claiming to be the messiah end up doing something extremely stupid in the long term and then just prove to the world about how ignorantly stupid they really are. But this never happened to Jesus, ever. Jesus is still worshiped as Messiah 2,000 years after he ascended up into into heaven. I mean, Jesus is still the Messiah. He is still the Messiah. And even these ignorant seven men around the world that claim to be Jesus can't even think up their own ideas they just uh decide that they're jesus and and start living the lifestyle they think that jesus lived you know it's so stupid they can't even think up their own stuff it's a cheap and very sad imitation anyway moving back to this it says that it is another who testifies about me i know that the testimony which he testifies about me is truth so jesus goes into john the baptist and how john the baptist was received very well by the people, and John was testifying about Jesus. John was telling the people of that time period and beyond that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. John the Baptist even said to everybody, to the Pharisees, the Pharisees who came to visit John the Baptist, he said to them, I am not the Messiah. And then he claimed Jesus, the Messiah. He said, look, there is the Messiah. When Jesus would pass by, he'd say, that's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin's Of the world. Him over there, that's the Messiah. So, John the Baptist had a strong testimony about Jesus. And Jesus even says, You guys accepted it for a time period. You accepted the words of John the Baptist. Now, all of a sudden, I'm here and you're all mad. (laughs) He says, Look, you have sent to John and he testified the truth. But the testimony which I receive is not from man. However, I say these things that you may be saved. So Jesus is kind of saying like, I don't really need your guys's approval here. I don't really need to prove to you guys anything. But I do this so that you all can be saved. This is why I'm talking about this. John the Baptist was the burning and shining lamp. And you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. So I mean, there we go right there. Everybody was all happy about uh, John the Baptist's testimony that the Messiah was coming soon. But now all of a sudden, when Jesus is here claiming to be the Messiah, everybody's all upset. But the testimony which I have is greater than that of John. For the works which the Father gave me to accomplish, the very works that I do, testify about me that the Father has sent me. So there we go. I mean, Jesus has the testimony of tons of people claiming that he is the Messiah. But what Jesus did... His own works and working through the Father was testimony enough because Jesus was able to to perform these miracles. Jesus was able to do these things. And then, of course, at the end of it all, Jesus was able to take away the sins of the world. And now we live in the age of grace because of what Jesus did. So Jesus says, that the things that I do is testimony enough. However, all these other people, John the Baptist included, testify about me as well. And this is for all of your guys' benefits because the law says that you need two to three witnesses in order to prove something is true. And John the Baptist, of course, was one of those witnesses. So it says here in verse 37, the father himself who sent me has testified about me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. You don't have his word living in you because you don't believe him who sent whom he sent. I'm sorry. That's just so powerful. You know, the father himself is testifying about Jesus. So there's the second witness. But the people of this time period and beyond don't see what the father is doing because they've never heard the father's voice and they don't recognize him at all because they don't have his word living inside their hearts. So in other words, they're unsaved individuals that don't believe the message of the father that Jesus is the son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah. So people are still being led astray by going and following these seven men from around the world that claim to be Jesus because they don't have the word of God living inside of them. And if they did, then they would know that the testimony about Jesus is true because then they're hearing the Father's voice through the Holy Spirit. They're hearing his voice. Jesus is saying to all these people around him, the reason you guys don't recognize me as the Messiah is because you don't have the Father living in you. You don't have his word living in you. You don't believe. You haven't seen his form. You haven't heard his voice at any time at all. Then Jesus says, Look, you go and search the scriptures. You're searching the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. But yet the the scriptures testify about me and you still don't see it. Now, of course, this is not Jesus saying don't ever read the scriptures. (laughs) Don't misconstrue what what, uh, he's saying here. What he's saying is reading the scriptures is not what makes you holy. Like you can comb through the Bible and you can look through it and believe that you are holy in that sense, but unless you believe what is written there, then you're not holy. You can uh, you can look through the Bible all you want. You can read it. But that is not what's going to make you holy. What makes you holy is the belief in it. The belief that it is, in fact, God's word and the belief, of course, in Jesus. And so many people, the Pharisees included here, have a tendency to think that you know, just checking off little boxes here and there is what makes them saved or what makes them holy or whatever. But Jesus is saying, no, no, that's not the case. Because unfortunately, people read through the scriptures, but they pick and choose or they they twist or they twist the scriptures or something like that. And they don't see the truth of what's in those scriptures. And so Jesus is saying that's what the Pharisees are doing. You know, you Pharisees, you think that combing through the scriptures is what's going to give you eternal life. But yet the scriptures are testifying about me and you don't believe them. You will not come to me that you may have life. That's what verse 40 says. You're reading the scriptures, but you're not coming to me that you may have life. Verse 41, I don't receive glory from men, but I know you that you don't have God's love in yourselves. Man, these are like some fighting words that Jesus is saying here. I can imagine that the Pharisees were going like going red at this point with rage They're probably so mad, you know, but I mean, it's all the truth. Jesus knew they didn't have God's love in them. Then verse 43, I have come in my father's name and you don't receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. So, I mean, the father's name back in these days was so important, right? Uh, David, the son of Jesse, Jesse, the son of uh, Salmon or whatever that guy's name was. Like you see the father's name all the time you know, mentioned in scripture, because that is very important. And people would accept that. You know, if a guy came and talked to another guy, he'd be like, oh, I'm, hello, my name is John, the son of uh, Zechariah, or something like that. And people would be like, oh, hello, John, the son of uh, Zachariah. But Jesus is saying, I'm coming in my father's name and you don't receive it. You receive everybody else that comes in their father's name, but you don't receive my father. You don't receive me. Verse 44, how can you believe who receive glory from one another and you don't seek the glory that comes from the only God. Man, this is a verse I think all of us need to read like 500 times. Some of us have a tendency to be people pleasers, including myself. You know, we really, really want the glory from other people and we're willing to do things to get that glory, to get that like um, acclamation, I suppose. And yet... It's not healthy to be a yes man or a yes woman and say yes to everybody just to receive that the glory from that individual, you know, but we're willing to do it. We're willing to say like, yes, we'll do that. And almost like become somebody's servant (laughs) becomes become like a doormat for another person. At least in my case, I have a tendency to do that. I am a doormat. I'm a doormat. And so, yeah, I mean, but but that's the thing. I'm willing to be a doormat for another person just so that they like me and so that I get like, you know, acclamation from them or whatever, glory from them. But then when Jesus tells us to do something with a servant heart, we're just like, no, no, we can't do that. <laughs> and like, that's kind of what Jesus is saying. Like, look, there's only one God and we're, we're more focused on how other people view us than how God views you. And Jesus is saying that's unhealthy. It's unhealthy to focus on uh, completely on other people. Then he says in verse 45, don't think that I will accuse you to the father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. Now, there's a few things I want to mention here. First and foremost, Jesus is saying that Moses is not dead. Because how can Moses, who would have died thousands of years before this, accuse people? So this proves uh, life after death. So Jesus says Moses is standing there accusing the people who don't believe in Jesus because Moses writes about Jesus. But yet you set your hope on Moses, which is what the people of Jesus's time period did because they were of the line of Abraham and Moses. And because Moses was the one who wrote out God's law, they set their hope on Moses and on that law because they were Israelite children. And, and that was their salvation, in a sense, was that law. And yet Jesus is like, you set your hope in Moses, but he's standing there accusing you. He's going to accuse you for not believing in me because he wrote about me in his law. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. He wrote about me. But if you don't believe his writings. How will you believe my words? That's an excellent way for Jesus to end his speech. If you don't believe his writings, how will you believe my words? This just kind of goes to show you that people can read the Bible but not believe a single word that's in there, which is very unfortunate. This is why we need to be very, very, very vigilant about the theology that is going on in the churches. And this is why we also need to be very vigilant about not just reading the Bible to read it, to like check off a box or because, you know, you you made a goal this year to like read the Bible every single day, which is great. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's awesome. But it's not just about that, to like hit a goal or something like that. The reason we read the Bible is to gain understanding of Christ, to gain understanding of God and to develop a beautiful relationship with God. That is the entire point of the bible really was god's words to us so that we could have salvation so that we could have fellowship with god so we can't just read the bible to just read it we have to read it and understand it and believe it and that is how we're going to gain a true relationship with god All right, a few things we can learn from today's passage. Firstly, there are many witnesses to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus himself is a witness to himself that he is the Messiah. And God the Father is a witness to Jesus being the Messiah. Also, the word of God is the truth. And it talks about Jesus from beginning in the Old Testament all the way to the end. It is bad to be people pleasers. (laughs) And uh, lastly, lastly, We read the Bible to gain understanding and knowledge of God's word. So that's my challenge for you guys this week is uh, read the Bible, not just to check off a box, but read it to really try to understand it and to understand God's intent and God's care and love for you through Jesus. And then also say no to somebody this week. Uh, I mean, I I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, don't have any problem whatsoever saying no to people, which I envy. I envy you if you are one of those people. So contact me and tell me if you're a people pleaser or not. You'll find my information in the bio of the podcast episode. I'd love to hear more about you. Love to get to know the listeners. Always feel free to uh, contact me with any kind of uh, introduction of yourself or a prayer request. And I'll write you down in my little book love hearing from you guys. Friends and faithful listeners, I will see you tomorrow for part two of this podcast in the book of Deuteronomy. See you then. Happy listening and God bless.